Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ahoy there, watchers and listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is, of course, brought to you again by Vivo Life. The link is in the bio. Please follow it. Have a little, have a gander. Try some things out. And use the code HHT10 at checkout for 10% off. Really, it does help us out and it's really incredible stuff. Also in the bio will be an affiliate link for the College of Naturopathic Medicine on all their diploma courses. That includes vegan, natural chef, naturopathic nutritionist, health coach, which is, which is what I'm studying and I'm almost finished, and, and a whole host of others. So you get £250 off your, off your diploma. So if anyone is at all interested in that and reskilling, you know, uh, changing your path or just educating yourself, head over there. Uh, this episode, we're joined by a very old friend and we have an amazing chat about the power of positive thinking, mindset, overcoming challenges. And these are some pretty big challenges that Harvey uh, talks about in this episode. I really think if you could take anything from this episode, it'd be worthwhile. So please enjoy, uh, rate on Apple Pods, five stars, like, share and subscribe, all of the above. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Health and Truths. Welcome, Meg. Welcome, Rory. And today we're joined by a very old friend. Very old friend. Our oldest friend. Old. <laughs> You're older than me. <laughs> 25. Younger than Meg? No, older by two days. Older by two, two days. Two days older. You're the oldest. Two days wiser. Room. I oh, don't know about that. M- much the wiser. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very old friend, Harvey Bennett. Welcome to Health and Truths. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm excited. A- no, so am I. I've been excited and when we started planning this, I've been excited to talk to you for a while. And just you coming round yesterday and start, I mean, we recorded, what was that, like an hour and a half <laughs> podcast already. Pretty, maybe longer. Just to Harriet. It was yeah. a live podcast just to Harriet. Harriet was telling me about that. She loved it. <laughs> to our loyal listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what, our first listener. That was the Rory and Harvey show in the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, some things money can't buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the, the world episode. to right, shouldn't we? <laughs> Side note, you can buy it. <laughs> Go on OnlyFans. Oh my God, you two should have an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> a joint OnlyFans, fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, no, we stop there, we stop there. A joint there. venture. <laughs> no, it's all it's all A PG. shared experience rather than a shared account. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all PG. It's all, yeah, it just depends really. Depends well, you've seen most okay. of Rory's on his Instagram already. Uh, uh, I'll give it all away. <laughs> for Tuffy, really. So, um, hmm. like child catches get you. Oh, I would be so susceptible. I'm glad I was in sight in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been like, Oh, is this why we're so dopey as well? With my big head, like, Oh, okay, I'll come. What, what you got there? I'll come and get some of that. 
I was much wiser down the bottom of the hill. Well, no, <laughs> down the bottom of the hill was different. Yeah, it? you were at the bottom of the hill. So we, we lived at the, top, at the of the top of the hill. This is back in Surrey. Mm-hmm. And then down the bottom of the hill, that's where you were. Down the social class. <laughs> <laughs> Just a stone's throw away. We would throw stones. <laughs> yeah, we would. I often got hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> down at the bottom of the hill, stones were flying left, right. And These are all metaphorical, usually sarcasm and insult. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jabs, jabs and spite. About the living wage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been friends for a long time. I think the first time I met you, I remember the first time I actually saw you, I think I met you, was at Isha Rugby Club. Potentially. I think that mm-hmm. was it. And I you don't... and Charles were both wearing England rugby shirts, I think. That also could uh, be true. I think, I think there, there are pictures of us all hanging out at our house about age of four, five. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was early in. Yeah, so we've known, we've known you a long time. I didn't know that. There's a, I did send you that video, didn't I? Of um, It's like an assembly. And I'm playing up to the you camera, did. and then you're looking in the different direction. <laughs> Just distract, permanently distracted. Didn't want to be there. Don't want to be there. Yeah. We're honest, it was a habit that started early and never <laughs> left. The problem with institutionalised authority. <laughs> problem with just the institutions. Yeah, in general, in general. And that carries over. It's not mine, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I want my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom. Yeah, I want make, it, make it for yourself, really. Well, I mean, that's the that's the, the goal, goal, isn't it? Especially I mean, now. I mean, we should start with that if we're already on it. So Why not? Would you like to introduce your... It's a not-for-profit. Yeah, non-profit called Making My Grass Greener. Um, not launched yet. We're still working behind the scenes. Effectively, just a chance to give back and to enable other people to give back. Um, trying to invest in like creativity and talent and people that are already on their way to doing good. Mm-hmm. because let's be honest most of the trips and things that you get are because people are claiming to be or wanting to do something or rather and for whatever superficial yeah space. and for whatever reason not necessarily choice they can't necessarily follow through with that so yeah. i think the most important thing we're looking for is people that are already doing some sort of good that, you know that, good that's people what i like when, when we were talking about yesterday you mentioned that's your only criteria yeah the criteria is oh you've done good yeah and you'll vet these people exactly check, show us what you've done and it's all opinion yeah. you know i'm i think too many people stand and say either they have answers or there's a correct way to do something and that is not true for anything ever no ever look at anybody who ever's become world champion or of a sport obviously sports something i look at a lot but mm. even business like podcasts the reason they made it is because they did it differently and yet you're always told do it this way and it'll be good yeah it's like we're talking about books as well like yeah with the self-help books yeah you were saying i mean you're this person's written the book from their perspective and they're talking about how they got from a to b for themselves specific lot- tasks and situations yeah exactly. rather than a whole scenario and there are lessons learned from these things but mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. you've got to sort of figure out your own way take your own bits from everything and always be working and looking introspective rather than outsourcing everything. And another thing we said is that most people pick a point to start their story from. Mm. And in reality, there's an entire (laughs) lifetime building up to that point that's got you to that point. Mm. You can't isolate an instant and be like, well, when you get here, do this. Because the chances of somebody actually getting to that specific point are almost zero. Yeah, yeah, to the same point. Yeah. That's that's a a nice view of it as well. I always come back to that in my head. I'm like, I heard this a while back. Everyone's their, their own superhero in their own film. Yeah. You're already in it right now. Yeah. You can't be like, oh. You are the main I'll, character. I'll, I'll be happy when, or I'm going to start then, mm-hmm. that point in the future. You've got to do it today yeah. and that, or yeah. otherwise you're missing out on time. And that's yeah. all we have, really. 
Stop yeah, and projecting. the worst exactly, yeah. and the worst thing you can do is nothing. <laughs> That's the worst mm-hmm. thing you can ever do because at least if you do something wrong, you learn yeah. and you've moved on. Like, and that 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 goes with, um, and then you're sort of sim- in that sympathetic state where it's fight or flight, but the same in the same vein is freeze completely. When you're frozen, you're doing nothing. And something I found really interesting on. It was Emily Fletcher. I told you about her mm-hmm. book, yep. Stress Less, Accomplish More. I've literally talked about it every single podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 the last paid three podcasts. <laughs> hey, could, would you pay me soon, please? <laughs> Probably got you four listeners now. <laughs> but she was just like a little like 20 second reel on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is fight or flight. Yeah. When you're frozen on Instagram, you're scrolling. She was like, if you ever find yourself in this point or you, you bring yourself to that awareness, then she was teaching a breathing technique to sort of pull you out nice. of it and then get out of it. Because I remember, I didn't do it now, but you get you get pulled into it so easily where you're scrolling and scrolling, you're frozen, and then you're, your I adrenaline's think, pumping. For mm-hmm. me, there's lots of things that aren't explained. You know, when you go to school, it's like, this is the answer to that. And you're like, okay, I understand that, but where does that fit into the bigger picture? You know, it's isolated instance of knowledge, and I feel that's transferred across to everyday life. Mm. People give you specific answers and specific scenarios and none of them really, well, the good ones do, but lots of people don't really explain to you the things and the tools you need to cope with situations as a whole rather than an incident. Yeah. You know... And that, that's that... Um, I've been reading that this book, Whole, by T. Colin Campbell, mm-hmm. about the holistic approach to nutrition and yeah. the whole food approach. And the first, like, 100 pages that I've read is all about just the, the biases and research and the reductionist yeah, yeah. approach, which is what you're saying, narrowing into one variable, one yeah. outcome. Like they're, they're doing a study on one thing for one thing to get one outcome. Yeah. And they're going to find it. When you zoom out from it, like you said, there's so many other factors and variables. Completely. That it's complete chaos. You yeah. can't figure it out with one with one tool or one idea. And the I, I've always said that the chances of anything happening ever are one over infinity because... There are unlimited possibilities of what could happen. Things you can't even imagine are possibilities. <laughs> so why are you getting hung up on one them. thing? Yeah. 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 Why are you getting hung up on one thing? Like, yeah. take a step back, look at an entire situation, and then do, because everybody knows right and wrong in their own head, mm. and do something you think is right, because you can't go wrong if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. It will feed your own positivity. I like yeah. that. And you were going to have that as a tattoo, right? Oh, yeah. The, the one, one over infinity. infinity. Yeah. 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 With, <laughs> with, with your mum and My mum and my brother wanted a matching love, tattoo. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, we're, we're talking about having a tattoo on you, not just for the art, but for yeah. a reminder, just for yourself. Completely. Not, maybe it look, it'll look good as well, but... Well, you hope so. <laughs> nah, hope, does it? Does it look good? I hope not it does. Not all of some of them, some of them. There's definitely a scale. No regrets, but bad decisions, yeah. No, no regrets, but some regrets. Yeah. I have no regrets, but my mum certainly does. I have regrets for you. Uh, but I love that idea because that, that's the, the reason I got this new one on my chest because mm-hmm. it's a reminder of purpose and being purpose-driven yeah. and having all those factors and just having that on you. It's like when you write notes or you write yeah, something completely. down or you write something yeah. or you keep something in your head. They are visual reminders. Exactly. They're literally like studying. If you had a prompt card or anything like that, you could use them for that reason. Exactly. You have it on you. And if it's something that always applies, if it's something like a value that you hold that you hold to your chest and a value you want to live by, why wouldn't you get it on your body to remind you forever if Mm -hmm. it's a good value? I'm gonna get left and right. (laughs) I I actually (laughs) love that idea. I was telling Harry to get it. Like if it would make your life easier. Every time I'm always wrong. Yeah. I'll say to Gina so confidently, Oh, it's over on the right. Nope. Nope, left every time. Really? Mm-hmm. I just every time I'm wrong. It's so. just the way different brains work. You know, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're, they're, they. I don't like. 50, or you 50s. haven't practiced enough. 
don't just saying. No, Put in the hours. Often, yeah, you can do anything. <laughs> just be Put smart. In the hours of it. Completely. And blind confidence as well. Just use your I your love blind confidence, yeah. But yeah, I w- wanted to talk to you about the uh, the shark tattoo as well and the meaning behind that. Oh, I really, yeah. really like the meaning behind this. Um, yeah. We could put up a picture it's, as well. Uh... <laughs> Maybe yeah, put sweet. up a picture. <laughs> ben Pointer, tattoos, great guy. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> shout shout out. <laughs> um, no, yeah, for me, I got the shark tattoo because uh, obviously the diver being underneath a shark, it's don't look back because your demons are always chasing you. Yeah. They're always chasing you. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. And often the strongest people are those that are actually managing the most problems. It's not a case of life being easy. The strongest people are managing the most problems. So I always think, don't look back and just keep going because something will get you. Mm-hmm. If you look back, it'll, it'll get you quicker. <laughs> that, that's the same thing about not doing anything or being yeah. frozen. You've got yeah. to keep moving, you have to. otherwise something's going to catch you. Yeah. It's like in a horror Completely. film. Yeah. Keep moving. Everyone's juggling their own different mm-hmm. uh, problems relative to anyone else. Always. So I like what you said. Like the People might think it seems easy, but... They're just managing it better. Yeah, it's perspective. Because if somebody's had uh, something where they nearly die, you know, they're like, oh, they've become more grateful. Somebody else is having a problem at work, and that's a minor problem, you know, to mm. somebody who's faced something bigger. And it can also be vice versa. You know, somebody who's nearly had a scared death can also get real bothered about work because mm. they think it's interrupting life. You know, it's all about perspective. Mm. You have to be, you have to really step into someone's shoes to understand it. And even then, it's still a, you know, a minefield. <laughs> so, you, yeah, be kind. <laughs> you mentioned maybe having a huge problem that you had to overcome or mm-hmm. facing uh, death or facing a huge issue. And on that note, would you talk about your battle with cancer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... How so? I wanted to ask, when did you find the diagnosis and the story behind it, the misdiagnosis? Was that yeah. a crazy story? Yeah, um, I mean, first I'd like to start with being like, I understand the thing now. It's really easy to get caught up in like certain moments as if they're like pivotal, and in reality, they're not. You know, everything's everything happens for a reason, or you know, for and I'm not saying that. Everything happens as it should. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Yeah. You have to remember that there's human element in most things. So playing rugby, was getting really unfit, noticed a lump, got it checked out, was told it was just a hernia. You know, that's when it was misdiagnosed. Uh, Continued with everyday life, but obviously got harder and things and it didn't sit right. And it was almost a year later till I saw somebody else, at which point, you know, large tumours, it kind of spread at the stage four, I think, as in, well, I was. Um... And then, luckily enough, got into, like, the Royal Marsden in Sutton, you know, a cancer mm. specialist hospital. Um, I had small round cell desmoplastic sarcoma. <laughs> I tried oh. to remember what you told me earlier. I'll write, which that, is, I'll write that up. Which is very rare as well. Very rare, yeah. So only um, for... What, what particular group was it? Don't quote me on this, because I'm just off the top of my head, but it's something between... It's only found in white males between the ages of 22 and 25. White, white males deserve something... I mean, oh, no. I mean, no, no, bad joke. No, I'll take no, off the team. No. <laughs> That's a big one. We've had some good karma. We must have done really. Like, the, the things are shifting. Oh, I owe something back now. I should have said something good now. And so, so it was brutal stuff. And the odds you were given were seven percent. Seven percent. And I mean, we discussed this earlier, but I mean, having a sports background helped me massively. Um, because for me, it was just a training program. You know, there's a set time, set mm. dates, things you have to achieve. Uh, 
And that mindset helps because it's just like, I have a job to do. Yeah. It's going to be hard. You know, you'll know yourself. When you push yourself training, it's hard. That's hard in itself. Mm. Um, and everybody has a choice. At any moment in time, you have a choice. One of the, the doctors really made me laugh because uh, he was reading the side effects out to me of the radiotherapy. And I said to him, oh, please don't do this. I was like, I haven't got a choice, have I? And he turned around and said, you do. It's just not a good one. <laughs> so if you remember that, you always have a choice. Yeah. It's not necessarily a good one. But if you can see past that first choice and look to the second choice and the third choice, then you can really see like progressive change in any area of your life, you know. Mm. You can see, ah, oh, if I do this, then I could get that. You didn't, rather than just making an immediate decision, having some foresight, and then that puts it all into perspective. Yeah, completely. And you, you always come back to saying it was mindset over everything. Yeah. And I believe that. And, and so um, you said it never, it never, you never had it in your head. It was always treated like a challenge yeah. and a program, and it's just something you have to deal with now. Yeah. You never get complacent. You never. Yeah. I uh, think uh, there were lots of people that were telling me how I was going to be. You obviously, That's you've never had, well. yeah. yeah. You know, I've never had cancer before. I understand that, but yeah. I know me better than they do. And I said to them, you know, I'm gonna train through this. I was like, and they almost laughed at me. And I remember the doctor when I first met her, the specialist, wrote a note being like, oh, it hasn't sunk in yet. And it was not until like week 12 or week six, you know, the sixth treatment I was having. And she came round and I was like, come on, induce me up and ready for the nightcap. And she was like, oh, I underestimated you. And I was I like, yeah, because so I knew it was much. the mindset, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew, you knew, it, you had it in you. Yeah, there was no other option. Like, I'm not the first person to have gone fruitless. No, and I'm not going to be the last. Yeah. And the other people have done it, so yeah. why can't I? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Why can't I? If anything, I'm, I would do it, even if they haven't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, that's just having that belief and mm -hmm. having that solid mindset, and you're affirming it in yourself. And I mean, I haven't necessarily mentioned it yet, but I think the idea behind rationalizing your thoughts is huge. I don't think, but that's the thing I don't think people do enough. Mm. I've mentioned this to you before about, I have a fascination about reading parenting books and parenting studies, you know, things like that, because, you know, in psychology and things, they talk about your inner child or your, you know, innate behavior, things you can't change. And when you become an adult, people ignore that. They forget that part of you exists. And actually, Nobody else is going to help you. You know, nobody else has the answers. Your parents don't because they're the same as you. You know, you actually have to figure out your own way of getting through everyday life. Mm. So if you can listen to parenting books and parent yourself, coach yourself, rationalise your thoughts, have better outcomes to things, then that in itself is a positive mindset. You know, that is yeah. what a positive mindset is. And I, It was interesting you saying in parenting books, it is instructions, it is actionable yeah. You know, it's giving you actions to take yeah. to work with your your kids or work with raising mm -hmm. a child, and it's really interesting. I've never heard I've never heard anything like that. Like reading those to cope with yourself. Yeah, because as I say, at the end of the day, you're always it's always an inner child reaction. So when people can't comprehend why an adult has behaved a certain way, it's not necessarily their fault. They just haven't educated themselves. They don't have the answers as an adult. Mm. And when you don't have the answers as an adult, you know, all these books say when you're a child, you panic and you shut down. Mm. Well, you do that as an adult too. It's just people presume you've learned enough behaviours and enough things to deal with life. So when something throws something at you you've never experienced before, which life does a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm shocked that people don't expect it. Pretty much every day. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, Another thing? Is that, is that what people say? <laughs> and I think this is where like a negative mindset comes from because everything's random. You know, mm. there's no right or wrong. You don't have the answers, as yeah. we mentioned. Like, so why do you think things are good or bad? They're that, not. That's something, yeah, we attach 
negative or positive to something like, oh, tripping over and like falling, falling over on your face is bad. Losing um, your job. Yeah, losing your job is bad. Car where, breaking. Exactly. Anything. Whereas later on in those steps, like you're saying, maybe you trip over, but then you meet someone new and it completely changes the trajectory of your life. You you lose that job, but you get another opportunity. Yeah. Yep. We shouldn't attach anything to anything. Never. We should just live. That's being present, I guess. Yeah. Having that presence to rationalise your thoughts in the moment yep. and work with it rather than going that immediate reaction, yeah. which is the child. and like Completely. That's your initial response to something. And I think yeah. once you've stripped things down to your inner child, you realise how relatable that is to every scenario to ever exist. Mm. Because if you look at business, you're like, okay, somebody's making decisions based on their emotion and their numbers and things like that. Somebody that could do that rationally will more, more likely be better at a business mm. than somebody who's emotionally reacting to things. Yes. You know, driving. If you emotionally react to f external factors, you won't make the right decision. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to calm yourself down and make rational decisions. That's the be all and end all, in my opinion. I, yeah. I think so, and that probably comes back to being a sportsman. And playing definitely. Elite, elite sport and pro sport. Uh, you, you, definitely. You can't, you can't be emotional. I don't think it has to be elite sport either. No. I think... Any level of support sport, if you commit properly, yeah. teaches you the same things. If you play, if you play to your utmost with your highest yeah. effort in the moment, yeah, you don't have the time to throw throw your toys out the pram. You yeah, you can't be emotional. You have to just. It's move like we've on. known each other through rugby for years. Yeah, like we've trained together. We've done things together, and you learn a lot about a person, especially when it comes to fitness. Mm. To me, sports one of the last kind of unchanged industries. Because at the end of the day, it still comes down to a physical requirement. You know, mm. there's a physical goal. Mm. It's set in time. It's a beautiful thing, really, because there's an end goal and you can win or lose. Mm. And there's not many things in life that have an end goal that you can appreciate. You yeah, know, yeah. I understand that we romanticise so many different elements of yeah. it. But at the end of the day, it's a group of men or one person versus one person. Yeah. And it's the physical and, aspect and of it. It's not easy. Any sport, any industry, whatever you're in, it's not easy to be good at your trade. No. It's not. And that's when you get to know people because when things get tough or when something's not working out, that's when you know how somebody reacts. You know, that's how you know whether they're a good person or not in, under pressure, you know, because you have to face adversity to understand those things. <laughs> like It's when you're in that point where yeah. something goes wrong or you're, you're yeah. digging deep in that fitness session. When you don't have the answers. Yeah, yeah like you said, you <laughs> find out who someone truly is. Really. Yeah, because when you don't have the answers, you have two options. You rationalise and you try to find them, yeah. or you give up. And too many people give up now. Yeah, A lot of people give up when things get a bit too hard. Yeah. I understand that. Whether that's in anything, like whether that's you've just given something to your boss to do instead of you doing it, whether that... And the people who do that never really progress, you know, because you stunt your own growth. Mm. So you're just accepting the situation. You give yourself yeah. that option. Yeah. You take you always take option A rather than trying yeah. to progress it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And a mindset is like cancer itself. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing because cancer is only something that your cells do anyway. It's regeneration. They've just got it wrong. A negative mindset's like cancer, you know, because it will. If I say to anybody, Oh, what about this? Or oh, have you seen so and so that happened to them? Like that will fester and grow in itself, and then it spreads around yeah. from person to person, or you you let allow it manifest in your yeah. own. Yeah, but equally, positivity is the same. Mm. If you're if someone's around you all the time, you know, I'm sure everyone knows this. You know, if someone's super happy and around you all the time, it can wear you out sometimes. But majority of the time, things will be better. You know, yeah. better outcomes will happen. You know, it does genuinely pass over. It's a better energy to be around.
I refer to that as a second-hand high. You've heard of like second-hand smoke and fit, like things that are out of your control that still happen to you. If somebody's in a room and is super positive, inevitably that will pass over. Mm. You know, if somebody's negative, the same thing will happen. So that's my, I like to call that the second-hand high. I like that. Like, and, it, and it's from receiving that energy from yeah. someone or the mindset. And it sets off a chain reaction. Yeah. I have an interaction with you, super positive, and I'm buzzing for the rest of, rest of my day or the rest of, like, always yeah. coming back to it and you're giving that to someone you else. You feel lucky. And then it goes to someone else and someone else. And I, th well, I always feel like you, you choose to acknowledge things every day. You know, like if you've gone to start your car and it doesn't start, and fair enough, that's a big action. If you get on the train and you get there still, if you're in a positive mindset, you get to wherever you're going and you're like, cool, brush it off, let's go. What if yeah. say someone doesn't charge you full price, you'll remember the positive action because you're in a positive headspace. Mm. And I think that's the issue with people that are depressed is because they pick up, they pick the negativity out. And mm. we all know that everything's balanced, mm. or at least you should. <laughs> you know, everything is balanced. So it's up to you what you pick out and what you choose to do. And it's that deep, um, the deep trauma, the deep, the, yeah, the deep trauma that hasn't been let go or dealt Completely. with. And when it's when you don't let go of it, you're, it's always harboring within you and it grows. and That often follows acknowledgement everything. though, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, like letting go of it often follows acknowledgement and people don't often want to look their problems. Look like, yeah, yeah, they don't want to do that. Yeah. Like I said, they don't want to talk to that child. No, no. <laughs> you know, it's hard to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes kids are hard to talk to. <laughs> always. Yeah, you've got to examine it and then try to figure out your child and work yeah. with them. And explain, mm -hmm. make them feel safe. Explain it to yourself. Give them a little cuddle. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah, what, what do you do when a kid is throwing their toys out of the pram yeah. and going nuts? You shouldn't shout at them. No, you should give hug them because yeah, the they cuddle. feel scared and unsafe. So that was one of the things I read in the parent books. Like you said, yeah, comfort someone that's scared then talk to them afterwards. Tell them it's okay. And then talk to them. Do that to yourself. And you be know? calm with them. Yeah. yeah. And often you can work things out, like I said. Like I have anxieties and things that I've never had before since treatment, you know, they're all based around instantaneous death. Genuinely, I've never had that issue before, but yeah. you know, I'll be like, oh my God, I think my heart's gonna blow up. Like, I think I'm gonna die instantly, or oh, I think I've got a blood clot. And they'll often be when I'm doing something, so like, oh, I'm training in the gym. Well, no, obviously you're tired. <laughs> obviously you think you're gonna pass, obviously your heart rate's increased. Obviously you're feeling some sort of yeah. pain. But without explaining that to myself, I feel exactly the same emotions, you know? Mm. As I say, it's not, nobody's perfect. You don't know what they're dealing with. If you can talk yourself out of it, inevitably life will become easier. Exactly, and I, lo I love that. You, you, you learn to talk yourself out of it and you give yourself techniques and tools to use. Yeah. You said you used um, the six second breath. Yeah. If you want to talk through that. Yeah, it's uh, Russell Brand. I listen to him a lot. I like what he talks about, the meditation. I mean, I love what you do, you know, the whole foods and stuff. Like there's so much information on these topics that people haven't tapped into. They just are not aware of them mm. that there are, like you've explained to me, a lot of things that are physical coping mechanisms that have a serious effect on you that can snap you out of it. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. genuine effects, chemical thing. Um, and one of the things that I've really found comfort in, like you said, is the six seconds meditation. So I breathe in for six seconds, hold it for six seconds, breathe out for six seconds, hold it for six seconds. And that almost instantly snaps me back into earth. Uh, so you're focusing on, you're, you're taking an object, which is your breath and your body. And you can't help but when, when you're focused on that, you can't help but come back into your body, Completely. out of your head, and then whatever yeah. was worrying you is gone now. You've let go of it, hopefully, I, or the, yeah, the physical. Yeah, completely. And the thing I find most calming is the holding bits, mm. where I hold the breath in or I hold the breath out. Because when I hold the breath out, 
everything in my body and my inner child is like, oh, you need oxygen to live. Whereas you hold that six seconds and you're like, nothing happened in those six seconds. Nothing mm. happened and I wasn't breathing. Actually, I'm okay. It's like empowering, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So when you have done that a few times, you know, like, oh, the panic's gone. Because sometimes even when I start breathing, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to hold this. I can't mm. You do. You know, it happens. The, the triggers are there. Exactly. But then afterwards, you're like, I can't believe I was worried about that. <laughs> I, 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 that's such a simple thing that you can do, that mm -hmm. anyone can do at any point in their day is yeah. just breathe. Yeah. And that's what she, uh, Emily Fletcher was saying. But yeah. hers is the two-second breath, two in, four out through the mouth, and repeat that and increase it. Yeah. Just, just play around with it. This Fine, is all the same you. thing. This is all the same thing, packaged differently. Yeah. You've got to find something that works for you and keep trying what works for you. Completely. Trying is the thing here. Yeah. Like we said, doing nothing is the wrong thing. Exactly. <laughs> you try something. Don't wallow. Don't no. do nothing because then it will get worse. Have you a look as well. You know, things like yourself, like what you do, that's great. Have a look for people that can help you as well. Mm. If you don't know, there are people out there. People like, do that for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people will take you. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like, and as I've spoken to you, especially over this weekend, like, I'm really, I didn't know how much I didn't know. Like, I know nothing on this. Gen, mm. like, especially the foods and the darts and things like that. So, like, spending some time with you has been a huge eye opener, yeah. and I feel more positive about tackling things now. So do I. Yeah. I, I literally, I told you with my with my training was, and I, I hadn't really taken a look at my mm -hmm. my my health coaching like model and my business for a while, and sitting down with you there, you the flow of energy and the ideas that were coming in literally reignited a fire with me. I was literally I was literally buzzing off that. I'm still yeah. buzzing off that and then training with you as well. Yeah. Because you're like, just don't train with structure, just train to play and just train to do it yeah. and feel it and then get out. Because I'm like, maybe I need some structure or maybe I need this and that, but that's all preconceived notions. I like. really struggle with structure. I always have. I mean, you two have witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> for me, structure really inhibits me because, you know, deadlines and you have to do that. I spend so much time trying to mould myself into a structure that I actually forget what I'm doing. And mm. I often will finish a day and be like, oh, uh, I'm not sure. I genuinely don't know if I'm any further ahead than I am or not. Yeah. Whereas now, like with the people that, we, that I work with and we'll work a couple of hours a day, we'll take lunch off, we'll play basketball in the middle of the day. You know, you see huge companies doing it all the time, this business model of free thinking. When you do that, you start a task. When you hit a point you want to hit, stop mm. because you've achieved it. Don't try and make something perfect. Don't wait until, you know, don't spend too much time on it. Like really try and free things up. And I like I, another saying I was like, if you settle into your role, the world will guide you. Like you will start to have answers because you feel things rather than you're looking for signs mm. because they don't actually exist. You know that sign. <laughs> you, allow, you allow yourself to be in spirit. And yeah. then in spirit, that word derives from, I mean, inspiration derives from in spirit. Yeah. Then that's exactly what you're saying. You're not pushing or pulling for something. No. You're just allowing yourself to settle into that. You're in flow, if you will. Yeah. And then ideas start to come. I when mean, you allow it to happen. You know, the famous example is writers, isn't it? You know, writers, when they go trying to force something, you see it in films, you see it in every, you know, they sit there with this mental block. Yeah. And then their answer is to remove themselves, you know, and it's often when they've started doing something else that the creativity comes back mm. because it's not a case of forcing anything. Mm -hmm. Forcing something in any situation, you know, whether it's like you're trying to get a square into a triangle hole, it's not going to work. Right, it's going to be the right. worst thing possible. Right. <laughs> and if you, you really, really going for one outcome and you're set on that outcome, I really need to put all my effort into this and then your expectations are not met. Uh, there's a quote I, I always come back to mm -hmm. from, it, it was a, it's a Stoic quote. I read it in the Daily Stoic. You treat life as if it's a banquet. You're sitting in your seat as a dish comes around, you take your bit and you pass it on. You don't go pushing or pulling. You just, you take it, you take your bit, you pass and you enjoy the banquet. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. 
I suppose in a banquet there are bits you miss out on as well. It doesn't make it a bad banquet. No. You'll you've still enjoyed what you've had. You'll get it in the next banquet. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get that gravy. So you, you won't be invited if you ever be. <laughs> if you're pushing it, give me the gravy, yeah. He's you not get coming back. back. Off, the, off the list. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I really like uh, that. Yeah. I, I thought you would. I, a lot of what you were saying with your working habits and it, it reminded me of atomic habits and these yeah. micro habits that you, you involve and you're not, you're never not doing something. If you can do something, you will. Yeah. The job list you write in your notes yeah. that you come back to that you can, oh, if you want to explain that, actually, that yeah. would be great. I mean, another plug for Apple, but their notes, <laughs> where you get the, um, like, you can add a tick box to them. And my, when I get a spare five minutes or whenever I remember there's a job I have to do, I'll add it to the list. And then by the end of it, you have a huge list, which don't get me wrong, can be daunting if you look at it in a negative mindset. But in reality, when I find myself at a loose end, I scroll through my list and then, then there will always be a job on there. Like, oh, I can do that now. Yeah, like, I oh, feel I can like do that. that. Yeah, yeah I've actually, like oh, I've got that ready. Like yeah, it's on yeah. the tip of my tongue. Yeah. And just having sorted your thoughts out at a time when you had them means you always refer back to something. So when people say, yeah, you've got to put the hard work in, you do. That doesn't equate to stress. That doesn't equate to, you know, long hours. It doesn't equate to any of that. Mm. You know, there's so much information out there on these things. And there's so much misinformation at school, I think, you know, in terms of the structure and in terms of like, this is the right, right way to do it or the wrong way to do it, where they teach you one way at school. One mm. way. And we live in a planet where there are infinite possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> And that one way doesn't work for you? Like, don't cry. No, no. There's no two ways. There's far more out yeah. there. Anything you, can, anything you can think of, you can really make it your own. Yeah. I, I love that uh, outlook. And on that, I, like you just said, a lot of the time it seems like busyness and stress and... Yeah. Always moving and always doing this or that and never relaxing is the way to productivity when it's really the opposite. It's exhausting. Time. Yeah. Well, one of the truths that, or truths that I have found is that people don't give you the answers to success because giving the answer to success is taking it away from them. Most people are really cagey about stuff. Yes. Really cagey, yeah. especially when money's involved mm -hmm. because that directly equates to feeding your children, you know, putting a roof over your head, which are things you should be able to feel defensive about, you know, because it's the system we're in. Mm. In reality, and what I believe is that helping uh, everybody or a community or things like that inevitably leads to better, you know, yeah. you know makes your grass greener. <laughs> the grass, I, I, that's, I asked you, I said, how do you describe it? You said it's a community. Yeah, because it, it? it has to be like everything is a community you know if you look at the definition community it's just like a group of people yeah. <laughs> like you're in a community whether you like it or not yeah. so you might as well embrace make, yeah embrace it make something positive out of it do yeah. something you enjoy I trade like, things I, I, love, I love how you've been describing it to me it's so exciting everything seems yeah. like it's all synergistic at one Hopefully. person yeah. <laughs> everything's working out for each other and just you know it's not it's not all about money. It's not. It's not about that. It's about helping yeah. each other out and where you can have value. Oh, this person can have value here, and it's about mm -hmm. helping each other out. Well, there's than... two two main things, or three. Sorry, there are three main things that I've written down, and that you know I wrote those down when I had the idea, and that will never change. They're the things that I'm going to keep the pillars of the company, if you must. First one is do good. Like it's nice to be nice. Like if you've, like, I hope everyone has to some extent, but like if you haven't been nice and a big scale or it's not something you regularly do, you're missing out. Mm. It's one of the best kicks in life. Mm. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, you, you know, you, yeah. you feel good when you're being good and you're helping people out. It's great. It's mm. the best endorphins you can have. So like, 
it's not necessarily selfish. It's not selfless, sorry. Like, you know, there's no you selfless act. You get something from it. Like, yeah. yeah. You're getting that fulfillment. Yeah. You do fulfillment. get it. Yeah. You're getting the intrinsic reward where... Exactly. That's a nice And there's nothing treat. wrong with that. That's that's. Yeah, like, I'm not going to hide it. Like, you get something it. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a part mm-hmm. of it. You're putting that energy out somewhere and you receive something back. Yeah. So that's the first thing we wrote. The second thing that was written down was that the only qualifying factor, you know, was that you're already doing some good. You know, like I said, like, that's the only thing. Make sure that people have already done something because otherwise it's too easy for people to want a slice of that or like you know want to join it because they see that it's working and actually that in itself will ruin the whole thing you know mm-hmm. if you've got one bad thing it will stain it all yeah you said that about uh, moldy oranges earlier yeah moldy oranges yeah <laughs> there's a famous thing isn't there if you have one moldy fruit next to the others the others will go moldy yes so you should just remove that fruit yeah. so <laughs> not naming is... names or anything but <laughs> <laughs> i had a few moldy oranges in my time <laughs> haven't we all haven't we all <laughs> So this fruit bowl is going to be perfectly right. <laughs> oh, there will be a few old tattered fruits. Wow. You know? <laughs> they'll, they'll be all being tattered, maybe bruised, but they yeah. won't be mouldy. Oh, no, we sure. had an experience with a very old-looking orange. Do you remember? We put it in our smoothie bowl. It was the best one out of them. The oh, tastiest yeah. one. Well, yeah. I, it's funny. I came up with like a little analogy when it came to this because I, I think if you would like to look at the world as it is, life is the same no matter, you know, across so many things. I think that's why analogies and stuff work because you remove the emotion from them. But if you think of friends as fruit, right, they're great. While they're growing on the tree, you know, that's a healthy relationship. It's being fed both ways. It's a, pro- you know, it's a profitable relationship. They're always good. At some point, the relationship changes, you know, friends change, scenarios change, and the fruit drops. That doesn't mean your friendship has to end. You just need to pick those apples up or whatever it is and you need to make jam or yeah. a preserve. <laughs> Stick ah. them on a shelf and just be a friend with that from afar. You know, enjoy yeah. it Spread as them when you can. Spread on your toast every now and then. Yeah, it's a great treat. Yeah. You know, you yeah. probably enjoy jam more than you do the fruit. Oh, I, like, I like that. Rather yeah. than, you know, being like, oh, I'm out of touch with this person. I don't speak to them anymore. Yeah. And put a negative on it. Just... Make it a positive. Call them your jam. You know? Yeah, make them a jam. <laughs> make them your jam. Keep them in your, your pantry or whatever. You know, I don't yeah. know where you got. <laughs> I don't know where you put your stuff, right? <laughs> For me, it's probably just the fridge. <laughs> Keep it in the fridge. It'll, it'll last longer in the fridge. Exactly. Well. Yeah, letting, make them relationship Letting last. things evolve is so important because it if is. you try and keep That's something the same, the same pushing and pulling. Yeah, yeah, you just have to let it go the way it's going to go and not try and constantly enforce how things were because things aren't always going to be the same. Yeah. And it's so easy to be like, oh, I want it to be how it was the whole time. And that's just not going to happen because no. people grow, things change, people yeah. move, and you've got to just allow that. Boom. I think it's very poignant for, as I say, like, when we talk about isolated incidents, like, it's so easy for people to listen to things and hear things and relate them to what you're talking about. In reality, take these analogies or whatever you hear and transfer them to every walk of life. Because they actually have meaning in every scenario. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not just for friends. That could be for work. It could Mm. be for your car. Like, anything. Just make sure you're rationally thinking, you know. Make sure you've... You know, this is what life experience is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, use it as a tool or a lens to reframe. Completely. Rather than take it on... Reframe. (laughs) Reframe. (laughs) Put that out there. You've got to do a thing now. (laughs) Reframe. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, you use it to reframe rather than you yeah. know when you're holding that on or you you the friend isn't changing or that just whatever the circumstance may be. Yeah. The more you hold on to it and you yeah. ruminate on it, yeah. it's never going to get any better unless you rationalise your thoughts mm-hmm. and change the way you think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that does mean moving on. You know, perhaps that does mean changing things. As we said though, to do nothing is the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was that? Um, I think it's the Dalai Lama. Mate, said had a saying or mentioned that if you live in the past, you'll be depressed. 
If you live in the future, you'll live with anxiety. Yes. If you live in now, you enjoy the present. Like, that's a very, very important thing. I, I find it helps me an awful lot mm. because you do have to realise where you're living. You know, because if you're focused on things that have happened, they're gone. They don't even exist anymore. Yes. You know, and if you're living in the future, that might not happen. Yeah. Like, and that's no one can tell the future. Yeah. Yeah. What, there's another part of that that you said that a lot of people miss out on. But Yeah, there's the follow on, which is you must, however, be connected to your past and future self. Yeah, P.S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said that at the end. Just a little, just little bit past and future. Yeah. And I think that's so important. That's all about present moment awareness. And like we, we were saying yesterday, it's the only moment that exists. It is. You can't, the future no. doesn't exist, the past doesn't exist. You've got to, but you've also got to set actions in, pla- in place. Or yeah. Not learn from your mistakes and set future goals. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot in the future. You want to have something in place and be working to make that future present moment Completely. As, as good as it can be. And Completely. that's what happens with your practice, your daily practice, your self-examination self-work yeah otherwise you will you'll get to that yep. point in time and you'll be like shit I'm... yeah how did this happen yeah. why am i here and then you're like... absolutely not present you're like, then oh. your child takes over and is like you don't deserve this <laughs> that's the difference between <laughs> you don't deserve this at all no this jam out of order. no jam for you yeah. <laughs> all the fruits moldy yeah. <laughs> i mean it's sad but that does happen <laughs> but... well it's going on autopilot it's so easy to just switch that's, yeah. what I was say. that's the difference between mindfulness and mindlessness yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. a huge difference where you're you're going through and you're busy busy, busy mindless and and then shit you realize you've been on autopilot for how long and yeah basically yeah. my entire uni i was on autopilot i look back now don't even remember half of it because i was just so stressed so anxious yeah. the whole time i wouldn't i bet you can't remember what you're stressed about exactly and this is the whole thing you just i i wish back then i knew you know how to embrace things rather mm. than to feel scared all the time but now you do now i do but there's lots of people that get stuck in that phase yeah where they're scared of things where they don't you know like how many people do you know that are stuck in a job and they hate their job but they're still there like they're like oh it's i got a rise but it's still not yeah for me. And like, you, most you of life no love for it <laughs> yeah most of life is actually there to keep you in a system because you have to think of it like it's not to do with them being horrible people it's not to do with a bad thing it's to do with money and as i said that leads to like putting a roof over your head and feeding your family and all those things that people become accustomed to. Like, that's what they're trying to defend. And your ego doesn't want to let go of that. No. As well, that comfort of. Yeah. And well, identity. It's the fear of the unknown as well. Well, if yeah. I leave my job, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Or Yeah. And again, this relates to people thinking they know what's happening in the future. <laughs> you think it's going to be bad, but it's, it won't be if you, if you take the right steps. Um, imagine as a concept, you know, like if you said to people, like, do you know what's going to happen in the future? Majority of them are going to say, of course not. <laughs> and yet, majority of them are still going to think when it comes to them, they know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be bad, or this will happen, yeah. or this. And really, yeah. you're living in something that doesn't exist, so yeah. it never will. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't save, don't, you know, because they yeah. are correct. This is their, well, if it's up to you, but they are positive actions. Mm. So, this just goes back to, like, you know, it's a whole web. There's not one isolated thing you have to think about. It's just about making some choices in your life that you think are positive to try and reach a better outcome. It's, or, a, it's a couple of boxes to tick, isn't yeah. it? You tick that box now. It's not like you're thinking about it all the time. You tick it, it's done. You can let it sit. There's yep. certain attributes that you can work yep. on now mm-hmm. that will equip you with that attribute. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's like when you train. You train you. Yeah. You, you think, oh, if I miss one day or one workout or if I eat badly this time, it doesn't go away. No. Like muscle is hard to lose. These adaptations, they yep. will go, but... You can maintain them with just equally, a little bit. If you've got that mindset, so you know you can do it. Like, how many people do you know that are like, "Oh, I couldn't do that. 
or I wish I was that big, or I wish I could play rugby, or you know, oh, I wish I could, oh, I just can't. Like the excuses are ridiculous. Projecting onto you as yeah. well. Like, I, I couldn't do that. Like, my metabolism yeah. or this or that. Like, yeah, completely. And actually, if you break it down, <laughs> like if you want to be rational about it, you can break it down and people. Like, <laughs> I'm not a very sympathetic person. <laughs> I lack Tough sympathy. Yeah. That, yeah. Because, again, like, it's gone. Get on with it. Don't dwell on that. Don't do X, Y, and Z. You know, what's the rational thing to do here? Oh, but, no, but. <laughs> what's <laughs> the other thing? Yeah. Figure yeah. out a plan. Engineer it. Without further ado, we're doing this with all our guests now. Cool. We're going to ask you your system. So okay. taking your first name, Harvey, taking yeah. each letter, just have fun with it. Do whatever you want. What's your system? Yeah. Okay. How do you want to live your life? What's your main points, you know? H is for hyper. Hyper. Hyperactivity. <laughs> Always energy. Like, <laughs> low energy is not my thing. All, all the energy, all the time. All the energy, all the time. <laughs> like if if you make a mistake, make it quickly. Because <laughs> nothing goes wrong and then move speed. on. <laughs> they can't catch the other It's over the flash. <laughs> uh, a is for aggression or anger. Like, I have a fire in me all the time that drives me. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. But then that could be assertiveness as well, couldn't it? It could be equally, yeah. 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 And I think lots of people looked at anger and aggression as like a you know, like a taboo thing, like, oh, don't be angry, don't be angry. Actually, like, trained properly, used right. You know, I owe a lot of that to rugby. Mm. You know, it's actually the driving force behind me. Is like, I'm usually angry. <laughs> you know, I'm you usually angry. It. It. Yeah, yeah, like it pushes you. And then it doesn't come out in other times. I mean, you channel it into, into the right things and you know yeah. how to control it. I think happy's lazy. Not as in the emotion itself. Is it Because when you're happy, it's like, oh, chill. You know, you've all been there. Yeah. Whereas when you're unhappy with what you got, that's when I get angry and aggressive because I'm like, cool, let's work. Like, yeah. let's switch it on. Mm -hmm. Probably my favourite stage. Ah, <laughs> uh, revitalise. Always make sure... You know, self-care. <laughs> I've run myself into the ground a million times. <laughs> it's not good. It never is good. Like, now, you're, now you've realised. Yeah, yeah, just chill. Like, yeah, I'm angry sometimes, but refresh, revitalise. You yeah. know, that's also a big look thing. Look after yourself. You've got to look after yourself. Yes. Yeah. Like, no one's going to do it for you. No one comes and brushes your teeth or flosses for you. Nobody checks. Also, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares if you did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Everyone's caring about themselves or yes. thinking about yeah. themselves. Yeah. V. Me. <laughs> difficult one. Very, very <laughs> <laughs> You can do whatever you want. Very no, um, um oh, yeah, I haven't even thought about V. Um I don't know. I like I'm just gonna say like very committed. I liked I said to you before, like commit last minute and I mean that. Oh I love that. If you want to expand on that. Yeah, like that really, really resonated. I think that commitment is key. You have to commit to something. But once you've committed, you owe a level of investment. So make sure you're sure about committing. Mm. And I know that that's a, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, but then you never get anything done. No, you can still set parameters, you know, and choose when you have to make a decision. Or, you know, you can do other things that set you up to do that. Yeah. But commit last minute. Because committing should be a commitment. Mm. Too many people, in my opinion, nowadays half commit or just give it a go. Like, there's nothing wrong with testing things out or do it, but once you've committed, commit and do it last minute so that, you, so that you're sure. Yeah. Because then you've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> I love that. So you're set, I know you're explaining it from your sort of business standpoint, your model, trial and error now, trial yeah. and error, figure things out, make the mistakes and move on and make the decisions and then yeah. commit when it's ready. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. the sort of idea with... And that's what I would tell anybody. You know, commit last minute because, you know, whether you want, I don't know, say you're selling T-shirts and you've got five designs, you're like, I don't know which one I'm going to go with. Well, do the entire process with five designs and at the last minute or when you know, but that's when you commit. Yeah. Don't try and force something early because that's when you make bad decisions. Yeah, I like and that. And then you lose out, you lose money yeah. or... You... Yeah. Or, you, you or you're annoyed at something and then you don't commit like you should because that's often the thing, you know, motivation and passion are directly linked. So if you commit to something and then you're not keen on it, you won't be motivated. Whereas you're allowed to change things, but often it gets to a point where you've committed and, and now you can't. Like, what will everyone think that yeah. I, I've gone back on this now? Yeah. I, I, have, I owe it to them rather than yourself. You've got to make sure it's right for you first and then you commit. Yeah. I love that. That really opened my eyes when you're, when we were ch chatting in uh, chatting in my room yesterday, it was uh, in the room <laughs> in my office. At the That's desk. what you meant. <laughs> at the in desk. Squallerville. Squallerville. I mean, I did explode clothes over there, but it's still tired yet, right? <laughs> None that he was wearing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Naked, so. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> e, I'd probably go with empathetic. Like, mm. as I say, I'm not particularly sympathetic. But like empathy is a different thing entirely. Like you have to understand that everyone's a human, everyone's an animal, everyone has feelings, and transfer that to everything. You know, animals themselves. Like, just be empath empathetic with everyone because actually you'll get far more from life. Like that's what being kind is. You know, <laughs> mm. um, and I think that's important. Too many people are out for selfish reasons, or you know, there's a lot of negativity about when really that's fixed for empathy. Just have a little bit of empathy for anybody you're dealing with. Yeah. That doesn't directly relate to tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're different things. They're different, they're, they're different. I like that you distinguish the difference between sympathy and empathy as well. I think Empathy it's... is having the feeling, oh, they're just a human trying to do yeah. their bit right now. I've got that initial empathy for them. Yeah. I can try and see their viewpoint, yeah. try and understand their argument, their points mm -hmm. yeah. to a certain point. Yeah. I won't tolerate it exactly for that long. <laughs> and like, <laughs> just to, yeah. to branch off slightly, emotions themselves, there are millions and billions of them, you know, like uh, so many. And most people think there's five or six or seven, you know, like different things, but there's not. I think it takes time to work out your own emotions. That's quite a big yeah. thing that lots of people don't do. Yeah, mm. I totally, totally agree with that. I found a really cool uh, diagram for people who find it hard to define their emotions. Mm -hmm. And it starts anger, happiness, and then it goes into like three more that mean within yeah. happy. Then it goes out even more. And then you can actually define how you feel using yeah. this. Mm. I'll find it. That's I'll quite good. It. Again, it's just educating yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can link that up. I like the sound yeah, of that. Good. And then why? Yes, man. Yes, man. Yes, man. Be a yes, man or yes, woman. <laughs> I'm a man, though. <laughs> if you can tell. <laughs> um, like, just say yes. That's my... Like, don't get me wrong. There's times to say no, understandably. Mm. Like, and there always will be. But as a general rule of thumb, just say yes to things. Just say yes to anything and everything. You know, it is... A, again, that's a positive... Thing. Yes is a positive reaction. Yeah. No is a negative reaction. Everybody knows that. Like, so if you start saying yes to things... That's the start of a positive mindset because you're open to things. You're willing to try. Um, you learn things. That's I've said yes to everything and it got me in so much trouble. <laughs> but it's also I've made me who I am and like made me open my eyes to things that otherwise I'd have said no to because of various factors. 
Mm. And like mm. being in trouble isn't always a bad thing. You know, trouble can mean a million things, but just getting yourself in hot water and having to get yourself out prepares you for everyday life. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So like the earlier you can start saying yes, the better. <laughs> They'll get you into situations you never thought you'd be in. Yeah. Well, you learn so much from it. When we were all younger, all of us would get oh. into trouble together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> But that, that's so true. It makes so much sense. Don't second guess or think. Obviously, there's time to say no, but be in the present moment. Allow yourself mm-hmm. to be open and don't mm-hmm. don't have fear for these things. Just go and yeah. try. Go and play. Yeah. Because, again, fear is just another emotion that you have exactly. to deal with. Mm. Um, most people get scared of it, again, because it's the you know the innate behaviour. It's like, oh, that usually means danger. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, it does. But at the same time, driving a car is dangerous, you know, but you're not scared of that because of... You know, you've got rid of your fear. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you were thinking about everything that could go wrong in your car, in the engine, the motor, speed, everyone like, else yeah. is driving, or you wouldn't be able to drive. No, no one would. You'd, you'd be <laughs> full of bees all yeah. the time. Yeah, and I think that goes for everyday life. So, That's be more Harvey. <laughs> That's a good system. It'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great system. And Meg wanted to ask you another okay, question. Okay, so I asked Gally this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently got really in, interested in this YouTuber called Mr. Ball, and I don't know if you've seen his stuff, but he talks about all these scary uh, scenarios, and what he talks about is cave diving a lot. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to go cave diving? No, but I would do it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just said he's a yes man. <laughs> That's a good point. I, like, I'm not claustrophobic, but like, I f- it does scare me, caves and stuff. Like, yes. In fact, I am claustrophobic. But just not in everyday life. Potentially just caves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went caving once and the panic level was just like here. Yeah, yeah. It was really? hard to Yeah, I didn't particularly like it. But <laughs> you did it. I would without a doubt do it because I remember that, like I remember it being a cool thing. And not only that, like as cheesy as it sounds, like the most beautiful destinations are often the hardest paths. Yes. Like yes. have you seen the pictures of like water in caves that are oh, stunning? I know. So like that alone, yeah, I'll do That's it. why that, a lot of cavers do it. It's mm. because you see all these rock structures, you see um minerals that you don't see every every day. You but you have to just go yeah. to a very scary place. I also have a large ego that won't let me <laughs> be bettered. Yeah. I don't mind people being better than me, yeah. but I don't like being bettered yeah. without having tried. Yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah, try yeah. it once. Well, why not? Because why are they better than me? Yeah. It's and, uh, and I like how you framed that as well. You get to a great destination and coming out of the comfort zone, you th- you see things that you wouldn't have expected and more growth comes from yeah. it. Mm. But the way this guy explains it is fucking yeah. like... I found another YouTube channel called Dive Talk. Now they actually made me think maybe I will go one time. Because okay. they're so they're they're instructors, they're so calm, and they say if you do it right, it's not scary. Because mm-hmm. we so hear the, we're hearing the horror stories on this, so. yeah. And I, I couldn't listen to much of it. I, I Meg was just listening to it in the in the control room, and I I sidle in there and I get hooked in because he's like obviously he's a, a great storyteller. Yeah, link him and I, I will. I will. And um, he's talking about guys going under there, and then as soon as you start panicking. You, you start flapping around, the silk gets thrown up. See, panic's Complete another emotion, darkness. isn't it? Mm. I think panic is one of, the, it's the worst emotion. I agree. The worst emotion. Because others have flip sides. Panic has no real positive effect on anybody. So like, if you can control panic, you'll be all right. Mm. And that ties in with having that, uh, controlling the inner child and controlling that innate reaction. Mm-hmm in the present moment, say say we're talking about sport as well, 
but panic is the same in any in yeah. any state you can sort of rationalize the thoughts or use a practice to bring you back to a present moment and clear your mind yeah, mm-hmm. yeah completely yeah. Completely. Is that something you can let control you? Yeah. You can let panic come in and you can let the physical manifestation yeah. control you. You and can panic over anything. And right. panic's triggered. Yes. Panic is triggered. That's yeah. the truth behind it. And Snowballs. you don't know how, why, when, like any emotion, you're not quite sure. And like panic is often tri- triggered by like fear or, you know, negative connotation emotions. See, they, they're often the things that trigger it. And, you know, that's often done by an event. Like, mm. I'll be honest with you, like I regularly have panic phases that come over me now like they get less and less as i'm dealing with them but they genuinely have an effect on the way i view things and see things and i do have to talk myself down a lot you know it's not it's not something that's a positive you know it's a it's a real like has an impact on my life but the better you get at dealing with it the more confident you become Mm -hmm. and then you actually start to think oh things i used to panic about don't bother me now Mm. so it's like as i say it's like evolving and when it it comes it's um you can deal, you're more better equipped to deal with it. Completely, yeah. You just have experience of dealing with yeah. it. And I like the way you describe it. You have pa- panic phases that come over you. Yeah. You're not attached to it. It's not attached to you. It's something that comes over you. Yeah. You rationalise, you use your six second breath. Yeah. And then it dissipates. Yeah. And I think once, if you have a situation that you're panicking in, you get through it. Yeah. You are proving to yourself that there's no need to panic. Um, Like for me, yeah. because I used to get very, very depressed. Mm-hmm. I... Sometimes if I see myself going down that path, I'll start to panic. Yeah. Actually, yesterday, last night, I started to do the same thing. But then I did the six second breath. Nice. Genuinely. Mm. And I started to feel a bit more calm because it is so easy to get overwhelmed by things. Completely. But um, you've got to just remember that you can get through it. Panic lingers. It does. Panic also lingers. Yeah. If you don't squash it, it will be in the back of your head. It's that nagging thing. It's the same as fear. You know, like you it sits it. there. So it's not something that you get rid of. Mm. It's something you just deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. It's intense. Uh, and it's something you can hold on to. It's like you said, it will linger mm. around. You can hold on to it. You can feel it now and deal with it and rationalize it and it will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like anything. Meditation, the whole... At the base level of it, if you were to describe it, yeah. is observing any object of your current um, consciousness or your yeah. awareness, whether it be your breath, your thought, yeah. tapping yourself or, yeah. or you know, any sort of meditation, repeating a mantra. Yeah. And once you're doing that and you're focusing your attention elsewhere, you're bringing your, yourself back to the present moment and you're, you're, you're aware of your body yeah. and you're aware of your thoughts yeah. rather than con- uh, controlled by them. Mm-hmm. And often panics caused by the unknown or fear. Yeah. So if you can answer some of these questions, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not only that, if you have someone that struggles with panic, it's not something you necessarily fi- fix there and then. This is like we've talked about. This is the kind of thing that you have to make seven or eight different changes. I panic about my health. So the more I train, the less I panic about my health. Mm-hmm. The better I eat, the less I panic about it because mm. I feel my subconscious, I'm feeding that panic answers. Yeah. You know, like you're reassuring that yeah. in a child as well. That child is you're like, saying, okay. Oh, look, look, we're eating healthy right now. We're training. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're taking care of our health. We're yeah. using self care. We're using the breathing. Yeah. We're You're talking to okay. Rory. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's hooking us up. But... <laughs> um, but yeah. That that that's exactly what it is. And the more you focus on these things, the more your your actions align with the goals. Yeah. To make yourself Completely. a he- healthier person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more you're thinking about that and meditating on that, the more your everyday it will start to bleed in. You know, you become more present. You think, oh, I actually, I'll. 
breathe through my nose really deeply in the situation. Like, I'll do that if I'm in a social environment where I'm yeah. a little bit anxious. I'm like, yeah. everything's fine. I haven't, there's nothing to be scared of here. Like, yeah, just, I, I did breathe. it before this podcast. Yeah. Like, I've sat with two really close friends in a, in a comfortable environment, and yet, just as the camera then, it's like, oh, you have to just keep yeah. yourself in check. Like, yeah. you do. I do this every time. You yeah. Know? Sometimes agitations come out when I'm just before it, or I'm like, there, yeah. and then yeah. you have to take that moment of silence within yourself. Yeah. And this is when I refer back to, like, people, the strongest people are carrying the most burdens because like I said, you never get rid of that panic. Somebody who's never had a panic attack and never been in a situation where they've panicked, like firstly, like that's awesome. You know, mm. if you can <laughs> well live life without it, incredible. Well, well done. Like, we'll yeah. take a second. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> but like, if you have, you now know that you can deal with it. Mm. Like yeah. I talk about embracing, especially when I talk to people that are going through cancer treatment or, you know, are finished cancer treatment, which often is the worst time because that's when all these things have set up, like all these emotions are now like primed and ready to get you. Like actually embracing the change and not seeing it as a negative, seeing it is it actually opens so many do more doors for you because you're actually more equipped to go through these doors. Yeah. Before that, you're scared and you're like, mm. Now you know you can deal with more things, like what's holding you back. Mm. So embrace it and go for it because you've it's got a that, positive. You've got that armour on you now. Yeah. And you've just got to keep adding to it and keep nurturing yourself. Yeah. So like panic, okay, negative thing, negative mindset, this is real bad, I'm going to have to lock myself in my room. You get a panic, you think, wow, I've never experienced this before. What a learning opportunity. I know that sounds so hard to comprehend, but in reality, if you don't, you're going to be stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally it's agree. hard to comprehend, but if you don't, if you see everything as an issue or you see it as a personal attack, then everything will be that way. Yeah, you won't be able to get past much. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. You got to harbour your own resilience completely. It's on you. Yeah. Nobody else can do it for you. That's what that and was the first point yeah. in my last podcast. You no one will do, do the work for you. you it's impossible. You it is actually impossible. You can outsource certain things, but the first step and the the drive has to be within you. And money tricks people because they think money fixes problems. It does not. They, other people also think by giving money it fixes problems and it makes it really muddy water. Mm. You know, you set, you've set you the silt up in a cave and you're panicking. <laughs> money is the silt. Money will not help there. You nah. wave your dollar at the, at the crab to See, help you out. What's the way out, crab? It's life experience. You know, if you've got a million pounds, you're stuck in a cave. You're still stuck in a yeah. cave. <laughs> you're just rich. That, that's a great quote. You're rich and you're dead now. <laughs> you're no longer rich. <laughs> The crabs, though, they're going to use that money. Build, they're a, build an it. empire. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great quote. Yeah. That, that will be coming out in the promo. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I think we'll wrap up here. I think that's awesome. been amazing, an amazing chat on the power of positive thought and it's developing that mindset. No, it's, I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's mm. great. And I feel revitalised going out of this. Like, yeah. I do. I thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I really appreciate it. I find it all fascinating and inspiring. Yeah. That's why, I, I mean, I've been telling everyone, I was literally like, so buzzing and like telling Lou as well. Like, I'm, I feel like I the, the fire is reignited. It really is. That's Definitely. awesome. Unreal. And yeah. that, just imagine the fires you can reignite. Now you've got one. Exactly. You know? Second hand high. Yeah. <laughs> want a flame. I've got one here. <laughs> You're an arsonist now. Come in here. <laughs> I ain't got any money, but I can get out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out the cave. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this was all recorded at the barn, as always. Thank you, Meg. Producing thank you, thank you. and editing. Incredible setup. Yeah. yeah. Incredible setup. You're uh, you're in the where the magic happens now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, not your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's where business happens. Right? All right, business All right, and pleasure. <laughs>
Uh, thank you to Harriet for all the amazing artwork and graphic design. Thank you to Atlas Audio for all the sound engineering, themes and audio. I'm mastering now. Yeah, I'm mastering. This um, will be mastered by them. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I already knew that. I, don't, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> really? <as well. laughs> really? You're like, I'm the master? <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Love you lots. Bye. Bye.